In this episode, Master of Black Magic, RJ the Magician and I came up with a few sketches. Very small subgroup of, of another profession. Do you know what I'm saying? But a group of white Obama impersonators. You saw a Disney movie when you were a kid that was about a magician. And they were like, oh, well, how do you do it? And you responded in your little conversation with yourself with, I don't fucking know. I guess I got wizard shit. Uh, I, I love the idea of being fired for inappropriate uh, magic. I, you know, the idea of having like you, you're making erections for these kids. Which one did we pick? You'll find out on this episode of. It's a sketch comedy podcast show. Welcome to Sketch Comedy Podcast Show, the one-of-a-kind show where I, Stuart Rice, invite interesting people to have intriguing conversations and then improvise a comedy sketch based on what we talked about. Have you ever gone to a magic show when you were a kid? Or an adult? No, no judgment. If so, you know the awe of seeing something that can have you really questioning reality. That stuff, magic, isn't real. But in the right hands, it is impossible to tell the difference. Rajon Lynch, also known as RJ the Magician, is someone who took the challenge to become a magician and has been delighting audiences for a number of years. And he is something of a magical creature himself. No, not a unicorn. You'd have to check his FetLife profile to see if that's the case. But something else incredibly rare, an African-American magician. We talk about why being a black magician is such a rarity and how that has had an effect on his career and how the other couple of black magicians stay in touch. RJ talks about his travels, working with celebrities' kids, and other really interesting stories as well as some on-stage regrets as well. He's also done some stage work that was not about making things disappear. RJ's TEDx talk, The Ham Sandwich, is well worth watching. Also, check out his hilarious podcast, I Hate Everyone, where he picks a subject and rants about it. And now, my conversation with Rajon Lynch, master of black magic. RJ, what makes you interesting? Oh, okay. So we're starting now. (laughs) Good. Well, I think what makes me interesting is that I'm the only... 22 year old black magician in wisconsin and it's very specific a very specific demographic a very small niche but i think that is what makes me interesting there is one other black magician but we don't talk about him because he's like over 22 so that's fine that's right i mean it, you gotta draw a line someplace and if it's the age that's it so you want that's right you're saying that there's not very many black magicians in wisconsin I'm saying there's not many black magicians in general, but especially in in Wisconsin, there's literally two and I am 50%. That's pretty cool. You're 50. That's a, that's a high percentage of the population that you are. (laughs) Where, where is it that we have the most amount of black magicians? Where would you say that is? What state? (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me check my Rolodex. Is it a network? Do you all know each other? Yes. No, it's the International Association of Black Magical Artists. Swear to God, here is my fucking You're not joking. Here's my Rising Star Award that I got from the 2019. This is, I got it at the end of 2018. This is real. This is fucking real. We're a network. And it is so fucking weird and so funny at the same time. A lot of great people and a lot of just, of like, the. it'll be like, it's black magicians, right? So it's literally like a promo video will be, 
somebody with with like a car and then it'll be rims and it'll be ass it'll be girls and it's like girls love magic hashtag black magician and it'll just be like martin luther king fist in the air and then that's it and does it wait 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 does martin luther king when he opens his when he opens his hand a dove flies out it's a fucking like yeah it's a fucking gif and a dove flies out like fucking a prince dove yeah and that's what happens and it's like what the fuck did i just watch and it's like magic promo video and yeah it's really great it's really that's great. uh that is I, first off outstanding that you guys have a network in your but the fact that 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 was the video that opened up is oh that's yeah. just beautiful beautiful yeah. all right well tell us about uh tell everybody here about let's just start with being a magician because that was the that was the thing i put a call out to find a magician because i have not I just thought that would be kind of cool to have a magician on. You seem like you had a lot of good energy. So I was like, I'll definitely pick this guy. Oh, but yeah. Tell tell us about uh, being a magician. Like, what's that all about? Okay. So the real, I think the real question on everybody's mind is, will you really get killed if you tell secrets? Dude, that's a good question. Well, no, I don't think you get killed if you tell secrets. Uh, being a magician, it's, um, what is it like? Yeah, I mean, I mean, like you, you wake up every day and you are a master of illusion. Oh, okay, I'll tell you my reality. I'm a pessimist. And I'm a realist. Also, being a okay. magician is depressing. It's very depressing because people don't think about it. I wake up every single day knowing that I am completely average and knowing that I have to lie to trick people into thinking that I can do something amazing that I can't. So it's every single you day. Just, so you literally just described every human being. I'll, t I'll show you what I mean. I'll show you what I mean, right? I do a trick where I swallow a balloon, like a twisting balloon hole like a sword, right? I have a trick where I can swallow a balloon and it disappears, but yet I get a flat tire on the way to a gig and I'm stuck on the side of the road in negative 20 degree weather for three hours in Montello, Wisconsin. So it's like when that happens, it's like you think to yourself, your imaginary friend, like right before you die is like, why don't you just inflate it with your magic? And you're like, shut the fuck up. You know, it's like that type. It's like that type. Of so it's it's that's what happens with me when it's like super depressing. That's what I mean, where I every day I go through normal things where I'm like, why can't you just do that? You know, it's like, why can't you just float over the line of people? And it's like, I can't, you know, so that's what it's like for me. I do the same thing. I, I'm like, uh, why can't I just not disappoint my parents? <laughs> I mean, why would they be disappointed in a sketch comedy podcast? Oh, yeah. That's what every parent dreams about for their kids. Yeah, back in fucking yeah. 1980. Yeah, he's a podcast host. That's how my parents, when they talk about it, he's a podcast host. He's doing I don't so know well. What it's going to be, but it's going to be something with the radio on the internet. Whatever. On the internet. Yeah. The fake radio on the internet. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least they supply me with a nice basement, don't you think? That's yeah, funny. man. Ho hopefully, it's not your mom's space. <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny. Um, all right, so you're you're saying like being a magician, you're just like every other person. You just know how to use uh, your hands, and evidently, this is going to sound bad. You know how to use your hands and mouth differently, better than other people because you can swallow things. Yeah, yeah. Illusion. I think I think so. I do comedy magic, so I don't do many like illusions as much as like women in boxes and stuff like that mainly because it's super sexist and old and I'm progressive, but also because uh, I couldn't ever afford those things. So I had to learn how to entertain people with my words and with my voice and with my comedy. So I kind of do comedy and I do magic at the same time. And I hope that it works. But as, as of now, as I showed you my glossy award, I'm a rising star. So, I mean, 
Well, I mean, that's really all you need. You just that's need the one need. aboard, and then yeah. you're all set. From an ambiguous organization. Yep, that's all you right, need. Right, right. <laughs> A collection of people. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I... And how did you get into the magic? Like, how how is that a thing? Like, did you yeah, sure. were you watching David Copperfield and going, that guy's okay, but I could do better? You know, yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> no, that's not what happened. It was close though. I was uh, there's a show on Disney Channel. Do you remember they had those original movies? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it depends on how far you go back. Because I remember the original movies on Sunday nights, where it was like the cat from outer space. Are you talking about that, or are you talking about something different? I'm talking about like Smart House era. Okay, no, I don't remember those. Go ahead. Oh well, I'm sure you were there. I'm sure just a little bit older. And uh, basically, (laughs) basically, what happened was there's a movie called Now You See It, which predated Now You See Me. And no one remembers this but me. So I'm convinced it's the Mandela effect or something like that. And essentially, in the movie, this kid did a magic competition and beat everybody. And they're like, how the fuck did you do that? And he was basically like, oh, sorry, I guess I have wizard powers. And that was the whole movie. And in between the commercials, they would have people like doing tricks. And this is how you do a magic trick. And that was the first trick I learned. And that is how I got into magic. But coincidentally enough, my parents are Jehovah's Witnesses. So they hate magic. And they're also Oh, my black. God. Yeah. And they're also black and black people, as you may know, sometimes could be scared of magic. So I have. I don't know what you're talking about. I've never watched Chris Angel. (laughs) (laughs) All that. I I could do a car trick and they're like, get that demon shit out of my house. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like you sneak cars when you play King's Corners. This is no different. But they uh, yeah. So they believe they believe I'm basically a demon. So I that's basically I had to sneak and do magic my whole life. And then when I was 19, I saw a poster for a camp in New York. They had cooking, magic, circus, all this shit. And I was like, that seems cool. I'll apply. I applied. And they're like, we only want you if you can do magic. And I was like, I guess. And I worked there and I uh, taught like the kids of like Ben Stiller, Alicia Keys, Deborah Messing. I like um, met um, so many amazing people, started my magic there. And then from there, I quit my job at a hardware store three years ago and I started doing magic. And now I uh, since then, I've done a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. So now you do magic full time. Yeah, I do magic full time as a performer. And now I have an internship, but it's an unpaid internship. But it's with the Make-A-Wish Foundation. So I do this. I also do, uh, yeah, I do magic. I do show producing. So I produce shows like for theaters. I'm doing a show in April uh, with Chris Jones, who was a hypnotist on America's Got Talent. And he's also, he has a double take, his show on Facebook Watch with John Cena, where he hypnotizes people not to recognize their celebrities. So I'm like bringing him in, their favorite celebrities. So I'm bringing him him in and having him perform and I produce the show. So I do a bunch of different things. Oh, that's cool. All right. Very cool. Um, Let's go back to New York. do you have any interesting stories about New? I mean, New York is the city of a million stories, right? Do you have any interesting stories for your from your time in New York? Like I do. maybe, yeah. Okay, I do. I well, I see. I have a problem. I I have my best friend lives in New York, and he met his wife now on tinder and so i'm like i need to get a tinder because i want that because she's he's a magician right and she's a puerto rican and greek lawyer so like she's a real so she makes money and he can do magician stuff she makes money and he does hand stuff and she's also gorgeous and super smart so i'm like that's what i want i need to get a tinder so i got tinder and i was in new york and i met this girl she's like hey my name's ariana i shouldn't say her name but she's it's, it's okay she's like hey my name's ariana 
I'm like, oh, where are you from? I'm an Italian nanny. So of course I'm like, yeah, an Italian nanny. But like, she could have been fake. She's like, meet me in this dingy spot at 3 p.m. So I was like, all right, I'll go. And I I saw Ariana and she was real. She's this blonde Italian girl, this blonde Italian nanny that was just in town for like six months. And I was like, ooh, well, I wonder how far we can get. So we went and we went to um, this bar, we danced all night and it was beautiful. And we made love under the sunset in um, Washington Square Park in New York. That's, that's a real story? You didn't just make no, that up? Swear to God, under the sunset in Washington Square Park, under some kind of bridge, or it was like under this little children's play. It was, we couldn't find a good spot, and I was the best spot. And she was a nanny, and I was not doing, I, I couldn't bring her back to where I was staying with children. Sure. Because I, I'm, so, I'm a magician, and yeah, it's not appropriate. So, yeah. That's uh, that is an amazing story. That wasn't the story I was going for, but that's a pretty great no, story. That's uh, probably the only thing that happened to me in New York. That's, uh, like, are you sure? Because like, I'm pretty them. sure that uh, I mean, you had some magic gigs in New York, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I taught at a camp in New York called Frenchwoods Festival of the Performing Art, and I yeah, like when I was there, like I said, I literally had uh, like Alicia Keys' son in my class, and so she came to the magic show, and Alicia Keys had like. She's so rich, she had a body duplicate. So she's so rich, she had a friend that looked exactly like her also traveling with her. So that she, like, when you'd be like, oh, Alicia, you weren't sure which one it was. And like, if you're white, I couldn't tell, and I'm black. So if you're white, you don't want to be like, racist. You know, you don't want to be like, oh, are you, are you Alicia? Like, who are you? You don't want to do that. So you literally have to, like, I'm guessing that's why she had her with her. And white people are the main demographic for Alicia Keys' music, you know? So, like, sure. I, I, yeah, I knew that's what she was going for. So, well, I think you just look for the, like, you know, little flits of fire, right? You see you the flits think, of fire and you're like, oh, that's it's her. It's not that easy. It's not that easy anymore, you know? It's, it's, it's just stop wearing makeup. So, it's like, I can't tell by her face because I don't know what she looked like before the makeup. So, now I'm like, trying to figure out which one is Alicia Keys. I'm like, oh, she'll be the one next to Swiss Beats. Of course, Swiss Beats is such a jig, like a gangster. He's like walking with both of them. So it's like, you know, you can't win. So that was like, you see little she, moments like that, you know. That's I can't believe she does, she's pulls a real life Queen Amidala from, uh, from Star Wars. You're having the <laughs> fake person there. Yes. That's crazy. That's amazing. She, she that's, had, that's she had the, good her, the fake person, her kid also went to the camp but they looked exactly the same and they came together. So I'm like, I don't think this is a coincidence that he just ha she just happens to be here with your, her son that just happens to be another caramel boy. You know, it's just, it was just a little too much, you know? So wait, are you saying like the kid had a body double too? <laughs> so basically she has a son and her son had a best friend and the best friend's mom looked just like Alicia Keys and they came together. That and the dad was this race car driver from like NASCAR or something, but he's irrelevant in this story. But what I took from the story is that Alicia Keys has a body double. That's amazing. You can quote that. Oh yeah. Oh god, that's awesome. <laughs> that is good insight. All right. Have you ever been fired from a job? Oh, did, did you perform magic? Did you stalk my Facebook or is this a random question? Uh, or you maybe sent it to me. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, I couldn't remember if I told you this. I was like, how did he know? It's Unagi. I know all. Yeah. I, did not I actually, um, I actually might be giving my graduation speech at an interview on Friday. And I'm going to tell the story if I give it. But I got fired from a job in New York 
where I was that same job where I was teaching magic, I got fired from and I went three years in a row. But my third year, I got fired because I did inappropriate, an inappropriate magic trick in front of many children or what they deemed was inappropriate. OK, well, what would be this magic? trick? You don't have to give us the secret. No, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Do it. I, I will tell you the secrets because that's that's the secret sauce. But basically in the trick, I have a card go from one person's pocket to another person's pocket. It's a pretty basic trick, but I have to make it like visible. So I put a cloth over one person's pocket area and then the cloth magically rises, symbol, symbolizing the card going from one person's pocket to another. And it just happens to look like an erection if you were so schooled on that information. So I was under the impression the children would be under what is me and my friends call the Shrek effect, where the joke is good for the adults, but the kids don't get it if you don't say anything. So essentially, we had to do a show for 1,500 kids. That's how many kids go to this camp. 1,500 kids were there, huge theater. We're doing a show. It's my turn. I'm first out because I'm the best. I'm the best, so I'm first out. At least that's how I interpreted it. And sure. then <laughs> and then I do the trick and it starts to rise. And it's beautiful because I'm behind the person when it rises. So uh, my heart will go on by Celine Dion starts playing. It's, <laughs> and it's a boner slowly rising or what appears to be a boner to the educated slowly rising. And then I hear stop, stop. And I'm like, what the fuck? I turn around and I see like the director of the camp running up. And, Why would you do that? There's kids here. What are you crazy? Get out of here. Pack your bags right now. And they made me leave. And I had to go because of this trick that I did that they said was inappropriate. But the crazy part, the crazy part is that I did the same trick a year before and the director just wasn't there. It went over amazingly. All the kids forgot I did it. And then I was just going to do it again this year. And I have a video of me doing it two times last year. So then when they're like, why would you do that? Why would like get out? I was like, I did it last year and it was fine. And the kids forgot. And now they're here. It's the best moment of the show. And then they fired me and I had to go stay. They're like, you can either go home with no pay or you can go to our sister camp down the road. And I was like, I'll go home. And they're like, or go to our sister camp. I'm like, no, send me home. Or I was like, all right, fine. I'll go to your other camp. And they go to your other camp. That's where uh, that was the kid. The other camp was the kids that uh, would get the joke. That's why yeah. they say that one. Clearly, that was the no, it was the, it was the sports camp. They transferred me from the arts camp to the sports camp. So like, <laughs> oh my god, that's like my nightmare. <laughs> yeah, no, it was my nightmare too, and they knew it. So I stayed there until the kids who were there could forget about the trick. But the ironic part was they'd only remember because it was the only time a director has ever stormed the stage and fired someone. Mid so like they did this mid. Mid, uh, mid mid show mid show cut me out of the video said go home they made me stay at this other camp i'm like send me home they're like no we're not gonna send you home that'd be a waste the kids love you you're a great magician and they're like you should you should stay and then they i stayed and yeah that's what happened huh that is crazy yeah um, no, that's very very true story and i was very and but i was i wasn't gonna go back my best friend eric he lives in new york he was like bro you need to go back because you can be the guy that did whatever the fuck he wanted, got away with it, and then came back with a paid vacation. And I was like, and that's how you earn that shiny trophy, by the way. You don't get a rising star by being complacent. No, nope, you're in a rising nope. star. You're pushing boundaries. You get it from doing some shit. That's what you get. Yeah, making kids have boners.
in a magic show. That's what you get. You see, you can't, we can't be doing this in an era of screenshotting and screen record. See, this is going to be something that is played when I am running for office, you know, like Arnold Schwarzenegger type shit, you know, moving oh, from acting. And now I can't, now this is done. Now, now it's over. Yeah. I mean, I, you're going to have to stick with the magic. I'm gonna Unless you can make us all like uh, forget if that's like your magic, like, we can all forget about it. <laughs> this is the face tattoo for rappers <laughs> of magicians. That you did an accidental boner joke once and then getting fired. That, that's what this is. So you said uh, Tinder. You actually had a pretty good Tinder experience. That's a pretty great Tinder experience. I have horrible ones though, and I'm actually I have a podcast called I Hate Everyone Podcast. I'm going to start rolling oh. out. Yes, I do. Matter of, as a matter of fact, but I'm going to start rolling out episodes. I think I want to do like every Friday or something. So I'm definitely going to do it next week for sure. Adventures uh, yeah. from Tinder, and it's going to be diff- different store. I met so many people from Tinder that I've just like I literally I met a girl on Tinder. She tweets. She tweets. I met a magician, and I'm like, wow, that's kind of cool. She tweeted it, and then someone goes that's creepy and someone else is like make them disappear and someone else is like that's just like a clown and then the other person goes me too and it was fucking me because i'm the only one in town <laughs> so I'm like, i did too and it's like i just all kinds of situations like that I just all the time it just happened to me on tinder i don't understand why that is that is pretty crazy uh i no one's ever tweeted about any of my dates off of tinder that's pretty good. Really? No, I didn't have no. a date though. She just matched with me and thought it was funny. And then like and then I just happened I just happened to see it. Or there's one other one that happened recently that was actually kind of funny. Took a girl on a date. It was a great night. And then uh on Sunday, I was like, Hey, how's it going? No reply all day. I'm like, Okay, I must have said something maybe. And then she goes, Oh, sorry. I think I was drugged at the bar last night. And I'm like, but were you like were you drunk at the bar she's like yeah i'm so sorry i thought it was really fun we had a great i had a great time i was like okay cool next day nothing now i have not heard from this girl since but she always watches my instagram story so i'm assuming it's her ghost you sure you didn't like perform a, a trick like made her disappear yeah. and then just forgot you just drank too much whiskey and then next thing you know she just never came back i tried you know it's probably what happens i probably do drink too much whiskey make the girls disappear and they never come yeah back. you're like the- alakazam or whatever you say and then they disappear <laughs> and then you're like or you didn't seem to distract you with like hey let's play darts and you're like okay and oh you go play God. darts and come back and you're like i was here with someone but i don't know she must have got an uber dude Wisconsin people do love darts they love darts man <laughs> oh i bet i bet um so when you're going out on a date, so obviously you tell people straight up, like, hey, I'm a magician. Yeah. What, yeah. What do people say to that? Like when I mean, obviously, it's like that's kind of exciting for that one because she she posted it on Twitter. But like, what else? What do people <laughs> say? Like, hey, I'm a magician. Do I mean, is the response usually like, what? Really? <laughs> well, it's because I don't look like a magician. Right. So like I like especially you don't wear like a wizard hat or a top hat. You don't have a no, bunny rabbit hanging around all the time. Or... I don't. I don't. And I I typically uh, I, I do kind of classic magic, which is interesting. So I do like more like of the things you might see if you think of a magician. But then I also don't look like a magician, which I kind of like. So it's like if I, I tell somebody that and I'm on like if I'm on Tinder or something like that, It'll usually be like, oh, yeah, I'm a magician. And they won't reply or like not not reply to me, but they'll just ignore the message because they think it's like a fucking joke. So then I'm, so then we'll be talking about, like, oh, what do you do for work? And I'm like, 
I'm a magician. And we're like, oh, I thought you were kidding. Ha ha. And then I have to explain. It's like, no, but it's cool. Like, I've given a TED talk. Like, I lecture at colleges about magic and business. Like, I like do that. I have to like convince them with all these things because they think I just go to parties and talk to kids, you know? And it's like, I I put on like three course dinner magic shows. Like, I like put on theater shows. I perform at clubs and stuff like this. So, like, I, I try to, that's the hard part, getting them to see that like a magician isn't like a clown all the time. Right. Not all the time. You do the oh, comedy, like a little I bit do. of like, um, I do, I do. Uh, you did a TED talk. Tell us about the TED talk. Yeah, I did a TED talk once in 2016. I think I was 20 years old and I just bumped into this dude and I was like, he was like, yeah, I'm the, the founder of TED for the area. And I was like, that's interesting. I'm like, I always wanted to give a TED talk. My favorite one is a magic TED talk. Maybe you should do it. And he's just like, that's a good idea. And then they called me like six months later and they're like, do a TED talk. And it's really not that good. It's called the ham sandwich and it's a magic TED talk. But it was one of my first experiences doing something that would be viewed like worldwide. So I'll give myself credit for that one. For yeah, you. that's pretty cool. I've never done a TED talk. Not yet. Whenever asks. I, mean, I don't, really, you don't run into the right people yet. I don't run into the right people. I don't think yeah. I'm that interested. That's why I have interesting people on the show. Because if it was just me, nobody would tune in. That's not true. Uh, That's not true, dude. I was 20 years old, so I, mean, I bumped into the dude. I didn't know much. I knew a little magic, so I mean, God, it just I, happened. It just happened. Years old. I honestly, yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not gonna play the age game. But like 20 years old, I was certainly not giving TED talks. That's what I was not doing. Good stuff. Um, all right, so let's say someone wants to get started in magic, and this is actually the genesis of me looking for a magician. Yeah. Is I was like, man, it'd be kind of cool to learn some magic tricks. Like, where do you, where, where does one go to learn magic? Like, what does one do to go get? Well, if you straight up, if you really want to learn magic, contact me. You can get my contact information in the show notes. I assume, hopefully. Yep. And yeah, if you contact me because I didn't get into magic until I got hired at this summer camp in um, in New York. And that's when I learned from seven other magicians who taught me what they know. And that's really the only way to learn, in my opinion, like the best way. But then uh, I run China's only summer magic program and their first summer magic program. I started it last year and I work out there. And I'm hiring magicians for this summer. You don't have to know a lot because I'll train you to learn magic. And I think that's the best way to start no, like learning from someone that knows a little bit, you know. But if you really don't know anything, the magic is in the books and you can just search on, online to search magic books and they'll come up on Amazon. And if you really want to know, people are like, well, you don't give away the secret. It's like people only read if they care about the secret, you know, so it's uh, very, true. yeah, it's a weird community where it's like, don't tell the secrets like don't this is ruining us. But at the same time, it's like, I don't think that, you know, I think if you care enough, you'll look it up anyway. So, I mean, but yeah, if you want to if you want to if you want to start getting into magic. Um, I would definitely search like the Tarbell course in magic, or I would search um, Mark Wilson's complete course in magic. Um, or I would say the last one would be SW Erden Mays's, um expert at the card table. Those are three basic books that anyone starts with. Okay. That's cool. That's good stuff to know. Um, oh, I'll tell and, you one more thing. I'll tell you yeah. one more thing. This is actually really uh, interesting. Magic is a lot like music and people don't know. People think mad magicians just like, they all have their own tricks, but we all actually buy tricks like magician or musicians buy songs. So if like magicians will go to a, a magic website or a magic shop, buy a DVD and learn how to do a trick, then they have the rights to perform those tricks. 
So it's not like we're all creating things all the time. We all technically just buy other people's material and perform it. So that's uh, that's what a lot of people don't understand about magic. It's a, it really is a business. And there are creators, people who create and are horrible at performing sometimes. Sometimes they're really good. And there are people who perform really well, but just don't have any original material. So it's really uh, like Chris Angel doesn't have that much original material because he has a ton of consultants, you know, but he's really great at performing. So, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is he? I don't know. <laughs> he I mean, seems like he is. Of, I guess. I, mean, I don't know. He show, seems... His show isn't great, but for his market to have captured it for 20 years and to have an <sighs> ongoing Vegas show for years and years and to be in the public eye still and to be synonymous with magic, his name is synonymous with magic, you know, that to have that shows how good he is as a magician. Yeah, that's quote. true. That's true. That's the most magical part. Um, yeah. What uh, do you have a, like a personal magician that's like, like your idol well i guess my mentor we all have mentors any magician you see has a uh, mentor and uh, mine is his name i met him at camp in my first year he's the one that hired me his name is magic larry this is real (laughs) magic larry he's probably like a 67 68 oh he would kill me if i told his age he works out a lot he's an older magician from um Delaware. He lives in Delaware and he taught me most of the magic that I know. That's why I perform the way I do mostly like classical magic because I like because he taught me old things that he knows. And um he he's probably my mentor. He's very, very different than how than how I perform. But then in terms of uh just great magicians I really like, I love this guy named Derek Hughes that was on America's Got Talent. I don't know if you know him, but he pulled a card out of his ass for his first trick. <laughs> incredible incredible the card disappeared came out of his butt crack butt crack, butt crack. you gotta look <laughs> it up um i love great comedy people confuse magic and comedy together but they don't just use the trick to make it funny they use the comedy and then they'll show a trick and that makes it kind of like a story and i really love that they can create a story not just okay. be funny you know amazing jonathan's really funny people are like, amazing jonathan's so great he's like he's funny but there's magicians that can craft a through line and a story that i just love you know that's uh that is kind of that's impressive when a comedian t- can do it with just comedy, but it's really impressive if someone could do it with magic as well. That's awesome. Yeah, it's been like it's been getting a lot bigger lately that um that magicians have been doing like, shows with a theme. So like there's this dude named Derek Delgadio out of New York, and he has a show called In and of Itself, and it's produced by Neil Patrick Harris, which is he's also a magician. He's really into magic very into magic he was the president of the magic castle and in and of itself was an amazing show that had a theme and like the whole you walk in i I didn't get a chance to see it sadly because it was sold out fucking every week but like you you walk in you see all these cards i am this i am a shaman i am a healer i am a blah blah blah. and it has all these different cards you get to pick one and he predicts what you'll be at the end or he has a, a trick where he has a golden brick name any street any avenue in new york and he builds a card castle around it blows the card castle down the brick is gone and it's on that street corner and people will tweet at him and it's stuff like that that takes magic to the next level you know shows like that that's amazing that's good stuff all right well it's been about a half hour and we're at that time where we have to come up with a sketch just because this episode ends does not mean that rj disappears Make sure to go to his website, rjsmagic.com, to find out more about RJ, about where he's at, where you can book him, those types of things. You can also go to YouTube, type in The Ham Sandwich, and he's got a TEDx video there that is fantastic. And also check out his excellent I Hate Everyone 
podcast on Spotify. And now our sketch, Obama Safety Impersonator, in three, two. All right, so uh, we're here for the uh, Obama body double. He's uh, coming through Wisconsin, and we need to make sure that, you know, he's safe. Go ahead and send the first guy in. Uh, uh, hello, my name is uh, RJ. I am, uh, oh, oh, sorry, my name is Barack Obama. And um, I was looking at Nancy Pelosi the other day and I realized that she was looking mighty fine compared to Michelle. I saw those nasty things those perverts like Mitt Romney were sending. It's disgusting. I mean, RJ, you're incredible at this. I don't know if we're going to be able to hire you for this position. Is, is it is it because my voice is off? No, I think we all agree the voice is absolutely right on. You do Obama almost better than Obama himself. I, I just don't know if it's going to work out. I feel like this isn't fair. I just uh, I'm, I'm at a little bit of a loss as to how this actually happened, how you what rose through the ranks of oppression like my forefathers through the chains of slavery. No, I was talking more about the fact that you're, um, you know, five foot one and Asian. Thank you so much for joining us for Sketch Comedy Podcast Show. We hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed making it. Make sure to head over to sketchcomedypodcastshow.com. There you can subscribe to the show, head over to YouTube and watch some of the videos and sketches we've done there. Maybe head over to Patreon and become a patron to the show. That would be so much appreciated. Or you can leave a review someplace. Or if you're feeling really saucy, apply to be on the show. I appreciate every single one of you that listens to this show, and I would love to hear more from you. Now I gotta get this out of the way. Sketch Comedy Podcast Show is protected under a Creative Commons Attribution No Derivatives 4.0 International License, which means that if you would like to reproduce anything in the show, please contact the show so that I can get you the right material for it. And also, this show is copyright 2022 Stuart Rice. Every day we are given a choice. Can we do the funny thing or the not-so-funny thing? I'm going to urge you to do the funny thing today and create an improvised comedy adventure of your own. Take care. See you next episode.